So kind of spinning off that with like the empty spaces or whatever, what's been the way that you've navigated feeling those moments or having them and navigating those with relationships that maybe don't understand? I definitely am a person who, I think people know how I, I feel because they don't hide my feelings well. And Same. So, <laughs> no, I, if I cry, I yell, I, you know, I just, I, I do, I just feel it. If, if it's there, I'm going to have to feel it. I'm going to have to process through it. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who have stood by me and really um, watched as I've gone through and listened and been understanding yeah. and amazing. And then there are other people who they're just, they just don't get it. And so, you know, it's kind of funny that you say this first Christmas that you guys will be spending just the two of you. I, I am going to be going back to Oklahoma to be with family, but it's the first Christmas that um, I will not be attending the big Christmas Eve mm. event with my family Yeah, um, because I do have a person, a mm. couple yeah. who just simply will not accept me mm. for me. Mm. And so it has come to a point in that relationship where I have uh, said no more. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to allow you yep. to treat me or Dane this way. Yeah. Um, you either accept, as you said, Dane and I and Maddie and, you know, our foreign exchange daughter, we're, yeah. we're close we have a family. That's it, right. It doesn't look like everybody else's. It's non-traditional, yeah. but it is our family. Yeah. And if you are not going to accept, yeah, then um, it's just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm not gonna try so hard to figure yeah. out what it is you want me to be. Yeah. Um, That's good. So, you know there are there are some relationships that you can work through or it's like hey it's only one time every so often whatever we'll just power through it yeah. and then there are other times when you just need to draw the line yeah um yeah. and I'll yeah. say I I struggled through it, mm-hmm. it's been over 14 years of trying right. yeah so yeah uh, a long long time yeah. um, that is a long time yeah. yeah but you know I think and so, you know, part, you'll, you'll feel guilty. Um, you know, am I being difficult? Am I yeah. causing problems for other people, for the family or whatnot? Yeah. Um, but honestly that showing yourself love and practicing self care, yeah. none of that, it's not selfish yeah. Um, yeah. at all. It's absolutely necessary. And yeah. I tell other people this through my blog and I'm yeah. often on social media talking about self-care and self-love. And so this year I was like, well, you know what? I need to um, take my own Taking my advice. advice. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so good. I, I think that's, I think that's a powerful point for listeners to consider of like, what is the area in my life in which I'm one, I'm not showing self-care or maybe relationships in which I have allowed to come to a place where it's no longer healthy. Um, and I, I think, you know, I've even learned this in this last year, like 
if people can't like if people only expect you to be like them or like their story and they can only walk with you because they can only relate to that you know I've had friends they've become moms and suddenly I'm like okay like you weren't it wasn't a problem that I didn't have kids when you didn't have kids. But now you have kids. And I'm like, wait, I can still like, I'm still a person. I can still go out for drinks. I can still go shopping. I could like, none of these things change for me, you know, and I, I could babysit for you or I could, you know, hold the baby while you clean or go have a shower. Like, I think some people just can't think about it. Like they're like, oh, you're not a mom. You can't understand. Well, actually, I can't understand when life is overwhelming. I can't understand when I'm exhausted to the point that, like, I can't hardly move and I want to scream. Or I can't understand when, you know, I need help because life's just too big. And so it's just funny how some people have just, like, literally, it's like they can't they can't see it any other way. Um, and then there's other people where it's like, they, they bring us along the journey with them. We get to love on their kids. And like you, we, we have, you know, we are literally the only, we have one other couple friend that don't have children. Otherwise everyone in our world has children. And so we just choose to love them and like impart in them. And like you said, motherhood looks different, but I'm still a mom. I still impart that motherly love. And I know some people in our community don't, don't want to have that sense or they don't care about that, or maybe it's not for them and that's okay. But for me, I do have a mother's heart and, you know, we had three miscarriages. So for us, like that was awakened in me for sure. And so, um, I, I am like, I'm a mom and I just display that in a different way in different relationships. And, you know, we have young people that are single in their twenties that come over and hang out and eat food and talk to us about their life. You know, like there's other ways in which we can give our hearts. And I think some people maybe can't navigate that with you and that's okay. They they've got to transition out. And then others, um, I think they'll, they'll bring you along the journey and you get to bring them along the journey. And then there's others where, and I, I, this is the part where I'm trying to navigate in our season of like, I feel like I'm just going along their journey and they're not necessarily going along with mine. And so I'm like, not, there's nothing bad. There's no one being bad or mean or rude or anything like that. But I'm like, wait, my, my life still matters. And the things I care about still matter and it's not going both ways. So how do we, you know, how do we include my world into your world? Cause I, it's easy for me to include your world into mine, but I also have a world. So it's figuring out, I think those are like different categories in which some people listening might be navigating. And between the two of us, I hope we gave them some facts that, hey, it's normal. And I think you just have to slow down enough to let your heart and your mind catch up with each other so that you can then kind of walk that out in a very practical, loving, kind, hopefully, way in which you just kind of start setting up boundaries for yourself. And boundaries don't mean you have to tell anyone that you're doing it. <laughs> Um, and that's something that I'm in right now. I'm like, okay, you know, um, it's okay. You, you can't bring my world into yours, but then I'm not going to offer my world as much, you know? So I think we definitely have to figure out our rhythms in friendship. Um, okay. So one other thing I wanted to ask you was, um, in, navigating this whole journey like for example when you had such joy in having um your foreign exchange student 
how, how have you navigated joy and grief colliding? You know, like there's, I feel like there for me, I don't know about you, but I could literally not pick one of those moments. I think there's a ton of them and they display themselves differently, but it's an important question for me because I feel like it's something that I'm constantly navigating. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of how have you walked those joy and grief colliding moments? We knew, you know, when we hosted a foreign exchange student, we knew we had a finite amount of time. Yeah. And you never know, you know, is this kid going to connect with you? Yeah. You know, what's the relationship going to be like? Right. So, you know, it was an amazing six months and we got to do so many fabulous things, mm -hmm. you know, the closer and closer it got to knowing that mm -hmm. she was going to be going home, you know, it was, it was hard, but I, I remember being at the airport mm. um, and I, I, I hugged her and I just told her that she would never fully understand how much this time yeah. had meant to me. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, that day in, day out for six months, day in, day out, it, it was incredible. Yeah. And I knew my heart would break when it yeah. was over. Yeah. Um, but it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth that heartbreak to have the joy. That's and then, you know, we were really blessed um, in that we we maintained a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we went down and met her, her family. Wow. Um, and so, you know, that was just a God thing of bringing yeah. us together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even just like, I think back to watching my nieces at dance recitals and I was just so happy to be there. But in those moments, those were the times where I was also waiting. Yeah. And being that, you know, it would be with our own kid one day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know if everybody fully understands yeah. how you can have the grief and joy at the same time. Yeah. I think one reason, you know, I said, that a relationship has come to an end. One thing that kind of, uh, well, when this, when she announced she was pregnant, it was a, she announced it and like, it was a big surprise for everybody. And yeah. I immediately burst into tears and I excused myself. Yeah. But she's very angry with me about that. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it, it's hard for people to understand I am so happy yeah. for you. Yeah. I am still so sad for myself. And, yeah. you know, even to this day, <laughs> uh, I love my life. Yeah. I can find joy and oh, yeah. all about the great things. Yeah. Um, but a, a pregnancy announcement will, yeah. <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> it may not last very long. Right. But, but tears will spring to my eyes. Yeah. Um, pregnant bellies. Like, I just, yeah. I, don't want to see it. It still kind of causes those yeah. twinges. Yeah. So you are absolutely correct that um, even when you're well on your way, yep. um, you know, any, I, I call it a grief journey and a healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there will be moments like my dad, you know, he passed away 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but there's still moments yeah. where 
grieve and I miss. Yeah. So it it just yeah. You know, yeah. It's never going to fully go away. Yeah. You are going to. Yeah. You are going to have to learn how to live with both. Yeah. yeah. No, I think oh, that's that's really good. I hope I really hope people caught that because I think it's when you step into this um, journey, whether it be that you're still in the trying to conceive part or you've come to a place where you're childless, not by choice, um, there are all along that path, there are joy and grief colliding, you know. Like you said, someone announces they're pregnant. You being sad has nothing to do with the fact that you feel complete joy for them. Um, Because I've never had a moment where I'm like mad because someone's pregnant or like upset or, you know, don't want that joyful thing for them. Um, But I still have to navigate the fact that 21 years into my marriage, I'm not going to have that, you know, and um So recently, one of my very best friends, they're pregnant for the first time. I'm so freaking excited for them. Like there's like zero like moment that I've had where I'm not excited. They're going to be the best parents. It's a little girl. It's like amazing. Right. Um, But for me, I just co-hosted the baby shower. So for me, that's something that I've done, but I probably am done. (laughs) I think I'm done doing this, (laughs) but I've just stepped into like hosting or co-hosting because it was kind of my way of saying like, this is not going, like you said earlier, to overwhelm me um, because I am happy. And this is what I love hosting. That's who I am. I love throwing a party. So I'm not going to not do it because it's this, right? But in stepping into that, I've had to understand that when everybody leaves or when it's over, I better give myself some space. So we just uh, hosted the baby shower, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and we literally got invited to like seven Christmas parties that night. First of all, how do you choose which one? So we said no, because I knew that I was not going to be in a place to go have a Christmas party in whichever seven we chose. Um, and I just felt like I've learned this far in that I don't, I don't need to be around a lot of people in that moment. I need to give my step back, give myself some space to have emotion, to feel tired, right. To feel some grief and joy. I was excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she got the stroller. You know, like there's like so many things to be pumped about, but I knew I was going to have to come down and, and face my own feelings that literally had nothing to do with her or the shower or the baby. And so, um, you know, we also did, I also co-hosted the baby reveal party. And I think that was probably the harder one, which I'm not sure why, it may be because it's a girl and we've we've lost a little girl. Um, again, nothing to do with my friend. This, this is all stuff that she cannot step into. I I can't hold anyone responsible to step into my story except for Jace and I. But there was a moment at the end of, of the evening with the baby reveal, and I could tell in like I noticed in myself, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm feeling a lot. And most people had kind of left. It was just like our little crew. And I noticed my husband had kind of stepped away and was like playing with the kids, which is not abnormal, but there was just, I could just tell. So I said, Hey, are you good? And he's like, no, we need to go. And my husband is not one that remotely ever hits that place. Like he typically is just not there. 
Um, and so I was like, okay, let's go. And we both just had tears all the way home. We typically also don't hit that moment at the same time. Um, but we just let ourselves like cry all the way home. And neither one of us really had a lot of words to say what we were feeling. But for us, we knew that we had hit our capacity, that the joy was now stepping into grief and we needed to step away and give ourselves that space, even if no one understood, which we didn't really say anything. Nobody really knew. Um, but we had to do that. And I think it's really important of knowing, okay, when has joy moved over into grief, but also reversed? When is the grief coming to an end where you can allow yourself to step into joy? It's both and. And I think it just depending on the moment, we've got to know how to navigate that. And I think you shared that really beautifully, Brandy, on, you know, you knew that it was going to be sad to let her go, but yet you were willing to step out and experience joy in your life, knowing that it was going to coincide and collide with grief. And I think we can't hold ourselves back. That's part of the empty space conversation that we had. Um, and so thank you, because that really, that really helped me actually um, in navigating this place where I love the people in my life and I want to be in joyful moments with them but it's okay when I need to step away or it's okay when I need to wake myself up and be like, you need some joy, go have the cocktail hour or go have the girls night or go shopping or go to the Christmas program, you know, the other night. Um, and you can tell me if you've had any stories like this, we had plans with our best friends. We're going to go to this Christmas production, um, ended up, none of the kids were coming. So it was just going to be adults, which was kind of funny. Um, and, I thought, okay, this will be fun. You know, we've made the plans. Well, the day of me and Jason were both like in a funk and we did not want to go. Like we were like, had nothing to do with the people and nothing to do with the show. We were just like, we don't want to go. Like we literally don't care if we paid for these tickets. We just don't want to go. And so we kind of looked at each other and we thought, are we going? And boom, we both were like, we have to go. And it was so fun, right? We had to choose to let the grief go to the back burner and let joy come forward. So have you guys had moments like that where you're like, okay, we need to, we need to shift into a different mode and kind of, is that the, how do y'all navigate that? Or are y'all totally different about it? Or my husband is better at kind of processing through like grief and and finding the joy and like the happy and all of that Mine but too. one thing one thing that he said to me that um really resonates to this day with me is so uh, our exchange daughter she had visited us after she left she had come back to visit you know for a few days and she was going back home and you know I was feeling that grief again yeah and so Jane said it's okay to be sad just don't stay there yeah and so that helped me to realize like I can embrace this moment of grief and I can feel sad but kind of like you said it it's funny but you do you have to allow yourself to realize that the being happy and the being joyful and all these things it doesn't minimize yeah. The fact that, that you really wanted kids or it doesn't yeah. minimize any of your grief. Yep. Um, but you know, it does allow you to 
live and to not just stay trapped in that. Yeah. And sometimes we, do. we have to force ourselves to step out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we have to learn what our limits are. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. So like for me, you know, I don't, I remember specifically telling one of my coworkers and she was a friend and she had a, a little one and it was a girl, you know, they always wanted. And I was, I was so happy for her. And she invited me over to meet the baby after the baby came home and they were going to have a whole little party. And I told her that I truly appreciated the invite and that I was so happy for her. But I said, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm so sorry. I said, I just, I need a little time and I really I probably need to do this more of like a one-on-one situation than a big group situation. Yeah, yeah that's and good. She was, so, she was so gracious about it. And, you know, I, she knew we had struggled with infertility and everything. I'm very open with my story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, know, know what your limit is. If the baby shower is just going to be too overwhelming and you can't yes. do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes it is okay, kind of like you and your husband did, to push yourself to do something that maybe you're really not into, and then to realize, hey, this really was fun. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. you know, your line of what you can and can't do, it changes and moves yeah. as yeah. you walk your journey. And yeah. so something yeah. that may have been super oh, painful good. in the past you know, you might get to where, Hey, that's okay. I can handle that. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a good point, Brandy. I like that. I think that's important to know. I'm I'm sure you guys have seen that where you're like, Oh wait, that did not sting like it did last year or two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like, I guess just at Disney, I mean, our anniversary celebration, this is about me and Dane Yeah. and I'm just loving everything that we're getting to do together. Yeah. That's so fun. We, um, we've kind of stepped into that phase a little bit now where we're like, okay, yeah, we're glad we're not dealing with that of chaos right now. Yeah, um, we're exactly. tired for other reasons and we're glad we haven't added that onto it. Um, and so, yeah, we've kind of stepped into that. It's, it's interesting. Tell me if you guys had this, we, um, it's like, we've settled in this fact that we're not having kids but there's the empty spaces, right? That you're like, well, okay, got to figure out how to fill those. But then there's the moments where you're, it's not even just about having kids. It's that that was so much of the focus for so long that you're like, wait, so what do we, what do we want to do? Or what do we care about? Or it's kind of like, you're literally having to rewire your brain. Um, And so there's moments where it feels so like the grief feels so intense. I'm pr- I promise I'm getting to my actual question. The grief feels so intense. Um, but yet it's more about everything we've been through versus what we didn't get. And I think that's really hard for some people in our world, maybe to understand of like, well, it's a couple of things. One, they either think we've moved on and we're fine because we're happy and, and that just irritates me because I'm like, well, what about all the shit I went through over here? Like that is not gone away. <laughs> um, or you have this aspect that they're like, but wait, like, you know, you're not having kids. So 
if you're happy about that and you're settled in that, then why are you sad? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess I just asked like five things in one, but I think it's more of just like navigating those weird dynamics. That's probably a better way to say it. Like navigating the weird dynamics that other people can't understand, but you also don't necessarily understand. (laughs) As you were talking, I was thinking about my oldest niece just graduated from high school Mm. and uh, in, in May. And so we went to her graduation party. And I was so super excited about yeah. this graduation party. But I knew, I yeah. knew that there were going to be moments that were difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoyed it. I am not actually, people say that's not true. I'm really not that outgoing and I don't like small talk and I really don't like big groups and having to figure out how to navigate all that. So yeah. I knew that was going to be difficult. Yeah. And then just the, you know, the party and yeah. And other, you know, what it's not yeah. yeah, you know, not something that we we were ever going to be able to yeah. do and such. So I kind of I hit my limit. Mm. And luckily it was at the end, most of the guests were gone and everything. Yeah. Um, but I I actually and my niece even came out as well, but my mother-in-law, my husband and I, I'm outside, I'm crying and I'm trying to explain that yeah. despite the fact that I love our life, that that grief never fully goes away. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because I do, I think, especially with my blog, um, you yeah. know, with the way I write and I talk and it's all genuine, it's all authentic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I have found bright sides. I have I found that. a way to embrace. I do love our life. Yeah. Um, however, yep. you know, the, it, the grief is still there yep. and there are still moments that will cause that grief to surface. Yeah. And, you know, even, even people as close to me as my mother-in-law, yeah. I don't think fully understood yeah. that it's, it's always still there. And, yeah. um, you know, so I, if you can find people that you trust who will really, who will listen and not be judgmental and all those things. I mean, for me, I found talking really does help. Now there are some people uh, it's never, it doesn't matter what you say, they're never going to get it. Yeah. Um, but find those people that you can trust and, uh, it, it helps. I think too, it's in those people, it's not expecting them to understand Yeah, because they can't, you know, um, they really can't. And sometimes that's hard for me to like, I have found myself in recent months, like just not saying anything because I think like they don't understand it's awkward. They don't know what to say. They love me. They would listen to me, but like, I just don't want to try Like, I don't want to even have the sense that no one else can understand and they can't, you know, I mean, even you and I, we can completely understand each other in so many ways, but our stories are different and we're different people. So we can't fully ever understand. Right. But it is, there's something different about talking to each other, you and I, in that we don't have to explain certain things. And there's certain ways that we'll just, I mean, we'll just smile. I mean, we've done it even sitting here, like just shaking our heads and smiling at each other. Like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying right now. You don't even have to finish your sentence, you know? 
Um, but even those closest to us, it's just so hard because I find myself not even wanting to have the look or to see the look on their face or the sense that you feel because you know each other so well that like they don't know what to do. Um, but I've had to realize that's not fair to them either. Um, and I need to tell them like, hey, I sense you don't know what to do right now. And, and I think when you're in the hurting, grieving spot, you don't always want to be the person to educate, but sadly you are the one that's stuck to educate. Um, and so it's this weird line of like being honest and sharing, but also saying, Hey, I know you don't know what to say, right? Anything right now or what to do right now, but I just need you. Like, I just need to be able to say this and not feel weird. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel like it's awkward. Um, and so it's just helping our friends and our family and like you said, just the safe places to say it, whether it's understood or not. So this has been so good. Um, I feel like I should have just been taking like literal notes. Um, good thing I can go back and listen to it. Um, but as we're kind of wrapping up, I just wanted to, to ask you, what is maybe like the top three things that you would want a childless woman or a childless not by choice couple to to be left with today? Like the three things that you just feel like have been really key. And maybe there's not three, maybe there's one or two, but just share with us kind of what you would want to leave. If you could sit with that couple in person, what would you want them to walk away with today? Know that um, whatever they're feeling is okay. There's no right or wrong way yeah. to do this. Um, That's great. Make sure that you do keep communicating and listening. Mm. I mentioned that, you know, I had said, I felt like my husband didn't want to have a baby with me. Yeah. Where ultimately one of the reasons he decided he wasn't sure about adoption was he was really, really concerned about that. If it didn't work out, if mm -hmm. a baby got taken away or whatnot, yeah. um, that, you know, it would break us. Yeah. And so honestly he was choosing us but that's not how I saw it at first mm -hmm. so you really do have to wow. listen to what the other person is saying and and you know sometimes we're sitting there and yes we think we're listening but actually we're listening so that we can respond and sometimes we just need to listen just to take it all in mm -hmm. and not formulate our response but just really let the mm -hmm. other person share it's and really you know maybe Maybe that's what we can not only with our, our spouses, our couples, our significant others, the important relationships, but those people, like you said, they just don't understand. Maybe we can let them know, look, I don't need you to respond. I just need you to listen and let me share my heart. Yeah. Um, so, you know, open up and talk to people as long as um, you got to know that it's at least you think it's a safe person and yeah. place to talk. Yeah. Um, make sure you're, you're willing to listen. That's so and then, you know, we talked a lot about, um, the, just the feelings, Yeah. embrace yeah. the, embrace the grief, embrace the joy, allow yourself to move along, mm. um, move along that path. That's good. And yeah. This our community is amazing. There's a yeah. there's a really great childless community. And so yeah. if you're sitting here thinking there is no one, I have no one safe to talk to. Yeah. Um, I, you know, come over to Not So Mommy. I have 95 plus resources linked yeah. at Not So Mommy. 
So you can, you know, whether it's still trying or trying to figure out if you should stop or yeah, yeah, we're childless, um, you know, miscarriage, whatever, whatever you've suffered through there, there are people out there who are willing to listen and help and talk and support and encourage. That's good. good. Yes. Please check out her blog because it is a massive resource. And I echo that it's definitely a beautiful community of people that are just going through it themselves, non-judgmental, but yet at the same time, willing to share what they've been through and the hard stuff. I think that's what I love about it the most is it's a lot of hard stuff. And I haven't come across anyone that's not willing to share that, but I also love that we're willing to share life can be fabulous too. It's both. And, (laughs) um, is there anything else you would want to share today? Like just thinking through our conversation, um, as we've kind of, you know, organically navigated through your story and through both of our thoughts and feelings and different experiences, is there anything else that you feel like you want to share or say, um, that we haven't touched on today? Gosh, just, uh, it can be okay. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I sit here and say, I love my life and, and such, and I do, uh, but there, there were moments. I remember the moments. Yeah. On the bathroom floor and crying. I remember the moments where I would panic wondering Yeah. what, what would life be like without kids? I didn't want to picture it. Yeah. I didn't want to have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're in the depths of, uh, just know you can find your way through yeah. that grief. Um, it takes time, but you can find your way through and life, a childless life. It is not the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, it, right. you, know, you can, it can be a, a pretty wonderful, joyful. That's right fabulous life. I call it imperfectly perfect. Yeah. I love that. You've shared that with me before. I love that. Cause the reality is it wasn't planned. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, and, and there's things to navigate in that, but like you said, it can still be a beautiful life just because we have hard things to navigate. Doesn't, um, negate the fact that our life can be full and fulfilling and beautiful and imperfect and all the things. So I love that you just said that. I'm so excited that Brandy, you were able to share with us just from an authentic place. And I, I was able to take away some great things today and I hope the listeners will follow you on social media. I hope they will check out your blog and we'll have all of that in- information posted. Um, and thank you. Thank you for being willing to share the good, the bad, the ugly, the imperfect, um, but also sharing where we can be in our life. It doesn't matter. Childless, trying to conceive, maybe you're single and you don't want to conceive. You don't want to get married, no matter where we are in our story. I think there's some beautiful things that we can learn from you. And we all have joy and grief that collide at different times in our story. So thank you for helping us to learn how to navigate that. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being with us on Barren Not Broken today. And we look forward to having you next time.